My name is Morgan. I have a new life in Christ and I am recovering from shame, people pleasing and misplaced identity. Hey y'all, like many of us in the room tonight, I'm sure your stories are similar with many ups and downs, rockier than the Rocky Mountains. I grew up in a Christian home with the most incredible parents. They both loved Jesus deeply and displayed what it looked like to have a personal relationship with him. We were in church as a family every Sunday at youth group, which both of my parents led together, and we prayed as a family daily. I accepted Christ as my savior at an early age, but for most of my childhood, I viewed him, viewed him as an intimidating man in the sky that didn't understand me. Despite the loving and accepting home life my parents created, my childhood and teenage years were filled with worry and self-doubt. Looking back now, I realized I viewed my family as the model Christian family, and because of that, I put pressure on myself to perform, achieve, and live up to a standard I had made up in my head. I never felt like I was doing enough to please my family. I believed I wasn't as smart as my classmates, as athletic or funny as my sister, or as pretty as my friends. I compared myself to everyone around me, and I was convinced I had nothing good to bring to the table. I thought God had made me wrong. I felt out of place in everything I did and searched incessantly for where I fit in, looking for my identity only in worldly things. During high school, I began dating and quickly found my identity in the relationship with my boyfriend. The desire to people please and feel accepted led to sexual activity in the relationship. I was disgusted with myself. I did not want to be in the relationship anymore and most certainly did not want to be having sex. Numerous times I tried to end the relationship and stop the sexual activity, but he would threaten to commit suicide and became verbally abusive and emotionally manipulative. I began to believe that being stuck in the abusive relationship was punishment for my sexual sin. I was empty from anything good and I was filled with so much shame. Shame has a way of leading us into isolation. Isolation not only from friends and family, but also from God. My isolation and shame led me to believe that I could never have a personal relationship with God. I was broken and had no desire to try in school, athletics, or even put in effort with friends. I was letting the world tell me who I was, and that led to my life feeling like a desert, desolate, incapable of growth, with nothing good in sight. I began college with the view of God as an angry, moody man, which is comical looking back now as I didn't get any angrier or moodier than me in 2010. <laughs> Intellectually, I knew he loved us enough to send his son to die for us, but I didn't know what that meant for me personally. Without a personal relationship with Christ, the highs and lows of everyday life engulfed me like giant waves. I was once again comparing myself to others and searching for my identity in all the wrong places. This time I found myself in the party scene. When I drank, I felt like people liked me. I could make them laugh and I had the confidence to be what I thought was myself. I loved the attention I was gaining from being a drunk socialite. I graduated college and wasn't working toward any substantial goals in life because without God, I had no direction or hope. It took me waking up to a random man in my bed after a night of heavy drinking to make me realize I needed a change. So I moved to Dallas thinking I could just leave my sin in the past. My sister and Watermark Community Church are what drew me to Dallas. I saw a light and a joy in my sister's life that I desired so deeply to be my own. We would attend Watermark's young adult ministry, The Porch, together, and it quickly became my favorite part of the week. I joined a community group of women and my life felt like it was finally headed in a healthy direction. For the first time in years, I had hope. A few years after being with my community group, my shepherd and, and community group leader encouraged myself and another member to attend region with her. At the time, I was feeling like I was on top of the world. I had a job I enjoyed, new friends, 
I was plugged in at church and had over a year and a half of a streak in my Bible app, trying to rely on my own works. So thanks, but no thanks on that recovery program. When I finally agreed to go, I thought we were all on the same page about me just going to check it out once and be able to dip out after the first hour, which I tried to do. But what I heard the first night during big group made me so curious. It was those testimonies of God's power and ability to change lives that kept me coming back week after week. While in groundwork, I was sexually abused. I was devastated, hurt, and embarrassed to tell anyone. But because I had just completed groundwork, I understood that we are to bring all of our hurt to light because God can heal us. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. While I don't believe there's ever a perfect time for sexual abuse, I do believe God's timing is never early and never late. I am so thankful that I was in region at the time of the assault because the first, for the first time in my life, I understood and accepted God's love and grace and forgiveness. I was able to realize the assault was not my fault, nor was it deserved because of my past sins. In step two, believe, we learn that God is the one whose power can fully restore us. After years of trying to manage my sin on my own, reading the words, there is hope because God is real, you matter to him and he is powerful to restore you, felt like a huge embrace from God. For the first time in my life, I wanted to intimately know and follow Jesus. He wasn't asking me to get my act together before coming to him. Healing was possible for me because Jesus already paid for my sins. Forgiveness comes by faith in Jesus, and my part in that is to have faith and fully surrender everything to him. I commenced from Regen in September 2018 and was feeling like a million bucks. But six months later, my dad passed away after, after being hit by a car while he was bicycling. Because of the restoration and healing I experienced through regeneration, I was able to forgive the driver that hit my dad. I thought I was handling the grief well. I didn't isolate, I didn't turn to alcohol, I didn't seek comfort in the approval of others like I had in the past, but I did begin abusing Adderall. I noticed I could numb my emotions when I took Adderall and I was able to bury myself in work for hours. It took me a year to confess my new unhealthy coping habit as I didn't believe it was a problem. Through abiding with God daily, he showed me that relying on a prescription drug to get me through the day was keeping me from relying, him, relying on him. Numbing my emotions was just another way I was trying to control my life rather than giving it all to God. I had to, and still have to, ask God daily for the courage to feel every emotion that comes with grieving my dad's life. And he, nev he never fails to show up for me. I want you to hear from me tonight that we will never be perfect on this side of heaven. But thankfully, we have a perfect God who is, and he never gives up on us. Before I understood God's goodness, I found my identity in my social status, career, dating relationships, and material possessions. I thought of my mistakes as disqualifiers, reasons I couldn't be forgiven, reasons I couldn't tell others about the goodness of God. But I've learned God uses the most difficult times in our lives to show us how much he loves and cares for us. For years, I ran from God's grace. I felt unworthy. And the truth is, I am unworthy. There is nothing I can do on my own to deserve God's love, grace, and forgiveness. John 15, five says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Without God, I will always feel empty and lose myself in meaningless titles given by the world. 
but with God, I have joy, purpose, and peace. He says, I am worthy. I want everyone here to know, tonight to know there is nothing you have done or will do that can keep you from God. Whether this is your first time here or you've completed the steps once and you are back for round two or three, keep on coming. Keep surrendering, surrendering daily. God will reveal himself to you through the steps and he can fully restore you. My name is Morgan. I have a new life in Christ and I am recovering from shame, people-pleasing, and misplaced identity. And to God be all the glory.